Fred Film Radio, Berlin International Film Festival, Germany. Fred Film Radio from the Berlin Festival. I'm Angela Cherby. I'm here with Bas Devos, the director of Here. Good morning. Good morning. Your film uh, narrates the story, I mean, in like in two words, of this Romanian man that is living in Brussels, ready to leave the country, that prepares a soup to share with all his friends that he's going to leave behind, which is very sweet, very thoughtful, and it comes from a tradition. It's not just that you've made it up, right? Yes and no. Um, I think what triggered me the most was this idea that he would come home and that he would he would find this just leftover vegetable mm-hmm. and that he would he would be unable to throw them away. Like I find this already a, a nice gesture towards yeah. something that is outside of a, a human being, like to say like, I'm going to... Not gonna waste. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah. So I'm gonna use them for something. I'm gonna use them indeed to 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 cook up this nice big pot of soup and to take it out with yeah friends and family. And the, uh, Stefan, which is the, the the lead character, has an inner beauty that is very fascinating. He's a very nice man. It's like a, a simple, truthful, and very nice man. And this. Uh, is conveyed through the film to us in a very specific way. So how did you work with him in order for him to be so good? Yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, I'm, 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 I don't want to be too um, corny, but I think in general, um, I think Stefan is like that. Okay. Like, uh, he's here present at the Berlinale and he is just somebody who is so, so attentive and humble in a way and, and, and sweet. Uh, and caring and all these qualities I think I, I in general uh, sort of look for in, in, in film characters I think mm-hmm. often but I think he's also mysterious and I think also in the film the man is, is mysterious there is a certain kindness to him for sure but there is also the mystery and I think this is something that I, I find compelling like uh, uh, I, I want to preser- preserve I think in, in characters and films this mystery that I, I see in people around me yeah this mystery that he has works also as a fascination to the woman that, that he meets because he on his way to live in the country he meets this woman so his plans change a little bit probably we don't know it but it's very likely and uh, uh, this uh, the relationship be- between these two characters is really it's really well well portrayed because it's very real very in 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 the moment you know yeah so they let that their lives go in the way without controlling them. Yeah. Which is a little, a, a little bit like one of the issues of the film, right? Is yeah. in order to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to live the now and not thinking about... To yeah, I, I think that it's just a... Um, I think a lot of this film started with the idea that to be attentive and to have attention for somebody, something, is uh, is a sort of a necessity or a prerequisite for love? Yeah. Like, um, and especially in a world where like distraction is everywhere and and constant. Even if we don't realize it, we go into a cinema and we think we are alone in the dark space. There is still this phone in our pockets that is buzzing and letting us know that the world is still out there, uh, which is different from like twenty years ago. Yeah. And, and and I think we also don't fully grasp yet what the fact this has on us as human beings and how to deal with it. But what what it does generate, I think, is a is a, a whole different way of thinking about attention and thinking about what it really means to, without distraction, be with somebody. 
And when this happens, like even now, like we are doing an interview and it's very artificial, we don't know each other. Yeah, of course, we don't, yeah. But it's mad. We just met, but, but still, because we are here and there is uh, an attention that I appreciate from you towards me about a film I made and there is a topic, something on the table that we can discuss. These are interesting and beautiful moments because they are relatively precarious and they are relatively uncommon. And I think in a way the film also, without trying again to make it into something too romantic, but it, it tries to f also say like... Well, it, well, it shows us a way that we should behave towards other people, you know, because, because if you pay attention, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. You know, towards the other, yeah. towards the other human being. You're yeah, to say, like, I, I've seen you, and once I've seen you, it's very hard to unsee you. Yeah. The same way, I think, in the film, it, it, it's, there is this, I think, bit of, bit metaphoric aspect of the moss and, and mm. studying moss, this very small plant, that, like, you don't see moss. Mm. You don't see it. But when, when you have seen it, you see it everywhere. It's everywhere. And actually, I think that what... Um, uh, what's the name of her, of her of her of her character is it's never mentioned in the film so I don't blame you but her name is Shushio okay Shushio when Shushio uh, brings out to Stefan the world of Mars it changes his perception of life mm -hmm. because it's like a, it's it's a different point of view much closer to nature mm -hmm. and so much closer to the human being as well and this is probably what links them too. I think like one of the aspect that yeah yeah I think it's it's um, it's it's to look at moss and to be in nature in a different way like we are very used to walking in forests and to see these beautiful plants and trees but we see them as we move through them it's so different for moss you need to stop and you need to sit down and you need to get on the knees you need to touch you need to feel you need to bring it close to the eye and you need to pay attention and you need to pay attention that's it yeah so we always get there but it's also I think there is something that I, I think is sweet about this is that um, it's, it also connects I think to our childhood very often like where we would lie down on the forest floor and where we would I felt really connected to, to my own childhood being out uh, looking at moss it feels like a true a part of our true state our true it's all, I know it sounds all very obvious, but it's, it's still, I was still be, be, bewild, bewildered and a bit, hmm. I was amazed to, to find myself enjoying that so much. And I mean, what you said, it just brings me to the next aspect of the film. The film has a very delicate mise-en-scene, uh, if I may say so, because it's very simple. There is nothing, no action, no special effects, nothing like this. It's very down-to-earth like Stephanie is. Mm -hmm. And this is the most fascinating part of it. And it's really weird because we're usually used to see stuff on the screen. So we don't see much. Yeah, you yeah. see like a regular life. Yeah. But is much more compelling than most of other films I saw. So oh, thank you. Is that? On your I don't, I'm not sure why, but I, I do think that a lot of, of how, I, how I would like to make films and how I would like to think about films is to think about narrative and narrative filmmaking in, in, a, in a slightly different way. I think we have grown very, very used to and we have been conditioned by narratives that revolve around conflict. Mm -hmm. That's just this basic idea. And if we think about it, conflict often 
not always, but often underlying violence, whether it's emotional violence or, or physical violence. These are often the triggers for the narrative, and then we go along with the characters. But, but I think we, at least I as a spectator, I am sometimes growing weary of this, these narratives. They, sometimes I get tired of this narrative. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't find any more... Because it's so omnipresant. Maybe. Yeah, it's so always so so yeah, it's so regular always, that you don't. Yeah, I don't always find a link also with my own life. I don't so, always find a link with with what I consider to be human, what it is to be human. And I and in in, in preparation of this film, I, I found this very beautiful uh, essay by by uh, Ursula Le Guin, the science fiction writer. Yeah, and she she proposes a, a different kind of narrative, and it's something she wrote in the in the in the eighties. And it resonates deeply with me. And I also go like, wow, we haven't seen enough films uh, using those techniques, maybe. But she emphasizes, she says like, okay, we, we have grown used to the, to the hero and the hero overcoming obstacles. And, and this all originates seemingly from the idea that we once were men in caves with spears who went to kill the mammoth. And then we sat around the fire to discuss this beautiful story of how we overcame the mammoth. And she says like, but that's not it. That's not the true story. The true story is that we, we were gatherers. We collected food and we took it home and we gathered berries and leaves and 80% of what we ate was gathered like yeah. this. Yes. So the true story of, of what it is to be human is, to, is not to hunt, but it is to, it's to collect and share. Which is what Stephen does. Which is literally what Stephen does. And so when I read her essay, I was like, eh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, get, I get that. I connect to that. I deeply connect to that. And I find it just remarkable how she says, like, this is a, it's a difficult narrative. Like, it's hard to make people look and understand. Um, or let's say it's hard to maybe move people with a narrative of finding berries oh, yeah, and bringing I mean, them home. I mean, killing mammoth is more epic. Killing the mammoth is more epic and it's yeah. more attractive. But she says, it's not because it's hard we shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Which I, 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 I was like, Say it on, run it on. This is one last question. Do you? I mean, this is a love story, basically. Let's say it yeah. out and proud. But it's and but we you leave us like with a open ended that we can imagine as we like. Yeah. Which was your imagination about it? My imagination is that Stefan goes back. He goes home, um, and whether he ever returns to Brussels, I. I, I didn't think as far as that. I literally stopped thinking. Uh, just a it j- just a nice moment of their or of their life that they share together. Yeah, that will stay in their heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is maybe in in a way more romantic and more real and more more a love story than if they would be a couple and get married and get married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> The fantasy would, would be killed with it, you know, <laughs> totally killed. <laughs> but uh, that's 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 uh, of course the beauty of film is is the fact that we we frame space and we frame time and we say until here, and then it's and then it's up to you. Yeah, and and yeah, that's what that's what I think triggers me to make to make film. But and actually, if I may say so, this way of the, Three of ending the film makes it even more romantic, of course, than yeah. it was before, because it's like this suspension of time that can make everything possible or anything possible. Mm-hmm. 
But what now? Yeah. Well, thank you very much, best of all. It was a very, a very nice film, a very nice talk with you. Thank you. The director of here from the Berlin Festival, I'm Angela Cherby for Fred, the Festival Insider. Thank you. Thank you. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.